Hey, everybody, it's me, Dave. Before we start this episode, I just want to give you a little heads up. Please listen all the way to the end of this episode. Uh, our guest is a guy named George Ramsey, who is a, uh, a breathwork facilitator whose classes and sessions I have been taking for a while. They've, they've really made a difference in my life. Um, I think they're great. I think he's great. Uh, at the end of the episode, he's going to lead us on a sample breathwork session. So uh, give it a whirl. Give yourself the treat of breath work this holiday season. It will fully center you and make you feel good at a stressful time of the year. So that's that. Enjoy the episode. Matt, I don't know if you have noticed uh, a glow about me, a serenity. Of course, it's undeniable. Okay, it's new. The, the, you have you have clearly transcended something. I don't know mm -hmm. what your secret is, but I hope you'll let us in on it. Well, Matt, I'll tell you. Um, I you know I've meditated uh, for a long time, on and off. Like I, I often lack the discipline. Um, to sit down and just quiet myself every single day. However, recently um, I went uh, to an event sponsored by an app called Open in their studio in Venice. Um, they're like a wellness and um, and meditation and yoga and, and uh, Pilates center, but they specialize in breath work, which is it is meditation, but it is with guided and rhythmic and and circular breathing, um, which is very much like um like meditation but somehow supercharged like it's like a turbo kind of of meditation that makes me feel so centered and grounded and energetic um so much so that it has actually become really a daily part of my routine and uh one of the one of the teachers one of the instructors uh, uh on open and on the open app um who's Guidance and voice, I love the most, is our guest today. He's already here, Matt. He's he here. Is, uh, yeah, he is. Uh, he is a teacher. Um, you might call him a guru. You might call him a Disney prince. Uh, his name is George Ramsey. George, hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here with you all. Thank you so much uh, for being here. It is lovely to hear your voice and to be able to talk back to it and you can hear me because I, I have a lot of your on-demand meditations uh, saved up on my phone uh, and they provide the perfect daily reboot, reset, um, like it's it's everything. Can you explain breath work to our listener? Yeah, Absolutely. But first, that compliment on the voice is high praise from you, Dave. You, you have a great voice, too. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. No, you truly you have an awesome voice. Am I right, listener? Anyway, breathwork. What, uh, so what is I, it? I describe breathwork as any technique we're doing that manipulates the breath. So the breath is one of the few functions of the body that happens without us knowing, and we can control it, which makes it an incredibly powerful mediator of our experience because we can choose to change our breath pace where we're breathing to our bodies, the cadence with which we do it, we can match it to music. And by doing so, it can have a range of experiences which fall under this umbrella of breath work. At Open, we offer all of those experiences and focus on a few in the app. 
uh, one called active breath work, which is a three-part breath you do lying down, and then the one you're frequently a part of, interval breathing, which includes breath holds, and it's more inspired by the Wim Hof style. Is that is that the name? That's his name, yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. I'm o- only know uh, because of the Goop Netflix show, of course. When I practice breath work, George, I often find my there there's it feels like a change in body temperature sometimes hot sometimes cold sometimes one and then the other um and there's there's like a a, a tingling in the hands and fingers um like a uh, a clearness in the mind what do you attribute that to what is happening in the body when one practices breath work yeah at a very high level we're playing with your brain and body chemistry to shift you into a state of presence by kind of moving things around. And then when you get into the body, we're playing with the balance of oxygen and CO2 in your bloodstream by offloading more CO2 with this pattern can create some cramping, some tingling sensations in the body. Um, And when you do the breath holds too, you're starting to practice resilience in a time of stress. And when we do that more frequently, those stressful moments that happen day to day, we have more capacity to be with them because during this intentional practice of holding the breath, we practice finding comfort during those moments too. One of the things that surprised me about it is like that um, it you, you you're inhaling through the mouth, and so often like meditation teachers are having you inhale through the mouth, and sometimes uh, inhale through the nose, and sometimes exhale through the mouth. But um, what is the sort of like reasoning behind that? Yeah, so that's a special occasion. <laughs> day to day, we should always be breathing through the nose. There's 40 different reasons to breathe through the nose. Only reason we're using our mouths are to eat the talk. So the real breathing muscle is the nose. And these special occasion breathwork practices, interval breathing, active breathwork, there's just less resistance when you breathe through your mouth. So we can really up the volume of breath to create a more um, impactful experience when you breathe through the mouth. But after the practice, you want to return to nose breathing. Right. Yeah, it does. It does like... um enhance the intensity of it in a cool way so how does one how how did you come to this work where were you in 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 life before um getting into breath work yeah so definitely not doing this (laughs) i was a middle school math teacher for many years up in the bay area and then worked in the education nonprofit world and will now work with teachers and say this was the tool i wish i had just because it works every single time you do it and clears out so much stress and tension that we hold in our bodies. And I think I honestly would able to have been stay with teaching um, had I had this tool. Um, but I found it in a yoga class. It was the end of class. They had us lay down. Instead of dropping into rest, we did the three-part breath. I very quickly had a clear experience in my body, got some clarity on things I'd been struggling with in my life. I was like, wow, that really worked. What was it? Googled it, found breath work found a workshop at a man's garage in Venice, bought my partner and I tickets. This is like month three of us dating. Then we go to this workshop. We're sitting in metal chairs in his garage. He's playing surround sound music. I keep breathing in this repetitive pattern and then just five minutes in, tears streaming down my face. And for the next 20 minutes, just was releasing so much stuff I didn't even know I was holding. And then after it came the clarity of, nope, don't go to business school like you just got into and thought you were meant to do. There's other things you're going to focus on. Um, I got clarity on the relationship I've been in now for three years. I got clarity on how to relate to my family differently. And every time I do the practice, I was like, wow, I just worked through things I've been talking about in therapy for many, many years. And in 30 minutes, 
can both feel through the emotion and come to clarity about how to take action. This stuff works. Um, people need to know about this and kept getting the yeah. nudge to share it. And I'm now on that path and grateful to be doing it. Yeah. It feels as though, you know, um, there was a uh, yoga reached the American mainstream over, you know, from the, the eighties through the, you know, nineties and early aughts, uh, meditation is, is following that line. And now it feels as though breath work is in that nascent kind of state. Absolutely. I think we're on the beginning of that and we're going to see that happen in the uh -huh. next 10 years. Yeah. And when you talk about three-part breathing, that is, sharp inhale through uh, like into the belly then up into the chest and then out yep. right okay okay that yep. is not that is not like the instinctive way of breathing um but it does it does as you said shift some things around yeah it's intentionally the opposite way we breathe so that we can kind of shake up and shift our experience mm -hmm. okay okay what do you think drew you to this work specifically as opposed to yoga or meditation there's obviously a lot of overlap but there's something about breath work that feels like just more i don't know f focused mm -hmm. yeah my own personality i love two things intensity and efficiency <laughs> and breath work offers both of those and every time i do the practice the same thing would happen. I'd have a physical experience of it. It just felt true in my body in a way that folks in meditation classes and yoga classes would talk about these truisms out there and clearing the mind that that never happened for me. And then I would do breath work and my mind would clear. If I can get a reliable experience of presence, why not just go to the thing that works for me? Um, and since practicing regular breath work, my meditation practice and my yoga practice has completely shifted and opened up. Um, and I understand the depths of those practices a lot more. But for me, it was an entryway into mindfulness in a way that was way more accessible um, than things I'd seen written on the walls of yoga studios and had never experienced in my own personal experience yet. Mm -hmm. There is a ton more to get into in breathwork. But just since you're here, since you're on homophilia, we must ask, during, during lockdown, what were your go-tos? How does... How does a serene person entertain himself at the end of a day of in instruction? <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say the, the show that got me through my darkness of quarantine was Selling Sunset. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah. What is it about that show that speaks to you? I think it's so opposite how I live my life <laughs> and the things yeah. I'm drawn to that it's just a fun way to kind of play with my shadow, I guess, in many ways. <laughs> Um, it's such a different LA experience to my experience of being here and the work I get to do day to day. And honestly, it was just my numbing behavior. When things got tough, I needed to see a different world. It, it transports you to that. Yeah. Wow. All right. I just now... saw a video on Twitter of Christine Quinn, who's one of the stars, uh, way pre, um, this is an old video, pre, pre the show. And she's singing, I can't remember what song. And she sounds great interesting i had no idea unexpected a good voice yeah that's a toy yeah <laughs> we'll find it for you yeah uh who who are your like do you do you watch it and say oh i like these people or is it is it mm. i can't bear them and this is my tiny bit of exposure that i can stand to them or I, I, how do you connect with these characters who are not characters you know I would say I mainly turn to my partner and we're just gawking at each other the whole time. I wouldn't say I relate to or connect with many of the characters. 
And I do, I do like to think there's something in here. The show has such popularity, like it's drawing something out of us as a society. Mm-hmm. And so think about it from that perspective too. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, you did just post your Spotify rap, so I will know some of these answers, but what is, uh, what is the go-to music for a George Ramsey? Yeah. Uh, the last year, allegedly, it's been Rufus Soul and The Blaze, Ariana Grande, mm-hmm. a little bit of Lady Gaga in there as well. Uh, a lot of breathwork music. <laughs> it's uh-huh. top 100, a lot of breathwork songs that you don't want to be dancing to or running to necessarily. Um, but then with Ariana's been my my girl from day one. Really? Mm-hmm. From, from the Nickelodeon show? You know, not from that far back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but her okay. early, early okay, albums. Yeah. Okay. You must Fair be enough. excited about the, the Wicked news. I'm very excited. Wicked's my favorite musical. It feels like this is the perfect collab. We're, we're pretty pumped. Uh-huh. That's very exciting. Um, what were you, like, what music were you into growing up in the, did you grow up in the Bay Area? I know you moved here from there, but is that your... No, I grew up in North Carolina. Oh, okay. Okay. In uh, what, like, what was your high school era? What years are we talking? Uh, I graduated from high school in 2010. Okay. Okay. We just both sat back a little bit. Yeah. 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 Uh what what was the music of the time for young for young George? Young George had every Britney album that came out. My first okay. album was Shania Twain. I was a NSYNC, not a Backstreet Boys fan. Mm-hmm. It's important. Uh, and then a bit of the North Carolina like Dixie Chicks were huge when I was growing up and that was playing in Every house I went to to play in growing up, there's a Dixie Chicks blaring on the speakers. So that's a try to yeah. still. Wow. Uh, of in sync, who's your who's your bias? Were you were you Justin? Were you JC? I think I was Justin. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hasn't aged that well, has it? <laughs> it hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, uh, for us Britney fans, no, I mean, no, yeah, not a popular choice now. But when I was a twelve year old boy, it made sense. Yeah, it can't be helped. Uh, yeah. Um, this time that you that you speak of is kind of, unless I'm wrong, uh, a little bit the beginning of Glee. Mm. Is that, or did that not start until later? Uh, that feels late aughts to me, right? It was huge then. I was never, I've never seen an episode. Oh, really? Okay. I just always, I've never really had a conversation with somebody who was in high school, who was gay and in high school at around that time. And I've always wondered what that felt like for a young gay boy to see like queer people on the, the hot show. Yeah. Well, I was closeted gay and in high school. So maybe that's why. Sure. I sure. Really... Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What was, what was high school like for you? Um, what was high school like? I went to Inlow High School in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, closeted Southern gay boy at the time. So did everything to have uh, external appearance that was really impressive. So I was captain of the swim team, student body president, was doing all the things, uh, Mr. Go-Getter in high school, but really enjoyed my high school experience. Went to an yeah. incredible school with really gifted teachers and was always really connected with my teachers, which my high school math teacher inspired me to then go teach math after school as well. So it was a special time in my life mm-hmm. too. Okay. Closeted through through high school and uh, until when? Until midway through college. So I went to UNC, stayed in North Carolina for college, and then right after school moved out to the Bay Area. Um, it came out, started coming out to folks end of sophomore year of college. And how was that experience in North Carolina? You know, 
I truly cannot remember one gay person in my life who served as a role model. So there are just no examples of someone living a comfortable out life. Um, and I was grateful once I got to college that that started to happen. So I joined a swim team where there are a few gay men on the swim team that started to become those. And then once I saw like, oh, this is an option. It didn't have to be this thing that was so deeply pressed down in me. Um, it's not an available path. And then started to open up to it during that time. But not not the easiest place to come out. Also not the hardest place to come out. I feel grateful for a really supportive peer group, um, but still shocking and creates a little ripple when you grow up in Raleigh, North Carolina. Folks don't Definitely. Think. That's what's going to be good for you. And then you would kind of show them, this is, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. And this yeah. will be good for me and see how it will play out. Yeah. And it's, you know, a thing that, that you forget once you're, once you're out and you're, you know, your self is integrated is like how much like road mapping you have to do of where the news is going to go. Yeah. I remember that being like my major thing. Once I would like sort of dealt with it in, in, internally being like, if I tell this person, then they know that person who knows somebody from my hometown, who knows my brother and whatever, like mm. there are crazy vectors of information. Um, was that like, did you worry about word getting back to home or? Oh my gosh. All the time. I yeah. truly had that map in my mind Thought I could tell these three people, one of those three people I told, then told everyone else. And then opened up this whole other vector I had to map out and trace. Mm-hmm. And just the fear you feel during that time, you can have memories of walking through campus and being mortified. Do they know? Do they know? Do they know? Yeah. Um, and then the proximity to my family and wanted to reach them first. Proximity to ex-girlfriends, wanted to reach them first. Yeah. Um, the amount of control and manipulation even involved in that process. I'm so grateful to be beyond. It's exhausting looking back. It's exhausting. <laughs> Is anybody from high school still in your life? Yeah, a few good buddies. Um, not super close friends, but dear friends that have evolved and grown with me and let me grow and take on new personas that I didn't use as I've grown up to. In like the world of popular culture, did you ever like, um, w- what was like the first thing that you were obsessed with? Probably Britney Spears. I think yeah. that was the first one that I, that was my first secret little gay obsession. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was it secret? I mean, did you have to keep did you have to keep your love for her uh under wraps? Yeah. I remember going to the mall to buy I forget which CD it is, the one with the pink cover. She's in a little mini skirt on the front cover. And secretly going into a CD store to buy that and then having a little box under my bed where I'd store my CDs. <laughs> like it was mm. porn. Like it was born, totally. <laughs> wow. So there wasn't even like the the thing of being like, well, no, she's hot and that's why I like her. It was just like, no, this is this is gay behavior and I have to keep it under the bed. The times that I had my iPod and we'd be on like swim meet trips and then mm-hmm. the song would go to a Britney song that I downloaded to save to my iPod and someone on the swim team sees it on the screen and I have to come up with an idea. It would then be, oh, she's so hot. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Britney. Oh my God. Again, the the, manip- the hiding, the control, the manipulation is exhausting. <laughs> it truly is. It is such an, ex- like you expend an enormous amount of psychic energy early. You do. You really do. Just later in life, I think one of the gifts of most gay men I know or any queer person is they're incredibly perceptive and can mm-hmm. really see into things and really read people. And I think, unfortunately, we had a lot of practice. Exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. And no one to guide you through it, really. You know, there's no, there's nobody to like, 
like say to you, I see what you're doing and you don't need to do it because they can't. Um, Yeah, I hope I hope kids aren't still putting themselves through those exercises, but they probably are. I think unfortunately so. Although when I was teaching middle school in the Bay Area, at least the incredible amount of information and nuance my middle schoolers were speaking about sexual orientation, sexuality was even over my head. So it's it's coming, which is great and beautiful to see. Yeah. So how did you approach dating once you were out? Mm, This has shifted so much over the years too. I think the initial approach was date the thing that is most safe. And so I grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina and ended up, my first boyfriend was a guy who had grown up down the street from me. And growing up, I'd always tease my sister that she was in love with this boy. (laughs) His name was Bill Bobbitt. She was in love with Bill Bobbitt. Um, And then the first boyfriend I would have would then be Bill Bobbitt, the thing closest and most familiar to my family. So I think it was still a how do I do the thing that follows the path of a boy from North Carolina as closely as possible to keep my parents' love and approval while yeah. still dating? So then started to tiptoe out. And then each partner and boyfriend and hookup since then was just getting to play a little bit further from sure. that. Sure. Did you get the sense that Bill Bobbitt was playing the same sort of game? Staying staying close I to home? So. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, we can't know what Bill Bobbitt was thinking, but if you had to guess. I think we yeah, we shared that game together, which brought us together at the time. Sure. Yeah. And where is he now? Do we know? Uh, he lives in North Carolina. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shout out to Bill Bobbitt in North Carolina. Shout out to Bill Bobbitt. Oh, tis the season. And tis tempting to let the season stress you the hell out. Don't. Don't do it. Resist the temptation to be freaked out this holiday season. You've had enough of that over the last couple of years. Instead of getting all wrapped up in the hoopla of the holidays, how about you raise a Miller Lite and raise a toast to keeping things uncomplicated. Since 1975, Miller Lite has been the beer with the taste that you can depend on. No games, no gimmicks, just a great beer for people who like beer. And you know what? Not a bad gift idea. And with limited edition holiday wrapping paper packaging on select packs, giving the gift of Miller Lite has never been easier. For more gift ideas for beer lovers, you can visit the Miller Lite shop at shop.millerlite.com and give your friends and family the gift of Miller time this holiday season. It's the perfect gift to help celebrate the holidays. Tis Miller time with friends and family. Miller Lite, great taste. 96 calories. Gift the gift of Miller time this holiday season by going to MillerLite.com forward slash homophilia to find delivery options near you. Maybe Santa will drop your six pack by or pick up some Miller Lite yourself at pretty much anywhere they sell beer. Tis Miller time. Celebrate responsibly, please. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. If you are listening to Homophilia, that means you like hearing people talk about sex, which means you are going to love a podcast from Lemonada Media called Good Sex. Because everybody deserves great sex, but let's be real, not everybody's having it. So each week on Good Sex, you will hear two real people, a real life couple or a pair of friends ask each other frank questions and frankly hilarious questions that will spark an honest conversation about why they're not having good sex in the hopes they can learn new things 
but the good back in good sex. They're diving into everything from communication that could use improvement, the constant togetherness of the pandemic, interruptions by kids, mental hangups, and understanding what keeps these couples from having good sex just might give you some ideas on how to live your best sex life. Season three of Lemonada Media's Good Sex is out now. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. How did you meet your current partner? We met on Grinder, So we Great. were on the West Tell Side. Tell us the first interaction. Tell us the whole story. On the West Side thinking, you know, there's like five to six gay men on the West Side. What are the chances? We meet for coffee. I sit down and pretty quickly can sense there's something here. His dog jumped on me, Stanley, drew blood. <laughs> he mm. feels bad, so he buys me a cup of coffee, sit down, have this beautiful conversation. He just got back from Burning Man, which is very open and available to the world. Um, remember him talking about two things. One, the way he spoke about his best friend, who's a girl named Sarah, who's actually visiting us this weekend into the depth of that relationship. And then two, he's like, I cried three times at Bernie Man and have this newfound appreciation for humanity and just the emotional availability. It's like, hmm, you're different. <laughs> What's going on here? Mm -hmm. um, and then he went to New York the next week and was planning to move to New York. This, this is kind of his final trip to scout out what his new life would be. Came back from New York. I met him to go to a film festival on the West Side. And that night, and I had actually him and another friend I was like, I think we can all be West Side friends. Maybe I'll date one of you. Maybe I'll date both of you. We'll see. Um, the other friend ended up saving us seats because we were late. By the time we got there, there were only two seats that he saved us. The other guy left the film festival. Dave and I were staying in the second row. Um, had an amazing night together. And the kind of rest is history. We've been dating since. And we're fully coming up on three years now. Mm -hmm. how, was the, uh, how was the move from the Bay Area to Los Angeles? <laughs> it's a different world down here. I, um, it sure is. I was grateful to leave. I think I found a much more creative tribe down here than the very intellectual tech heavy community I had up there. Um, and just folks that were down to be outside more in the water on the west side most of the time I've lived here. And being by the beach and the water and the sun are critical to me. Um, so I missed the Bay. I, I romanticized the Bay as a gay man. That's where I came out and would do internships during college to go experience the magic of the Bay. Um, but I found much more of a home here. Mm -hmm. uh, let us talk for a moment about Burning Man. Have you been yourself? I have. Okay. Tell us everything. So the, the continuation of the breathwork story is when I started doing breathwork, I would go to workshops all the time. And then Dave invited me to join his Burning Man camp, go with him for my first time. He'd gone for many years. And a few weeks before we're going, someone in our camp drops out of the workshop they're offering, and there's a gap at the camp. And Dave's like, you've been doing a lot of breathwork. Let's just teach a breathwork class. <laughs> so signs us up to teach a breathwork class. And then as he starts to realize what that means, people have pretty big experiences doing breathwork. And um, he's like, I'm not doing this. That's way too emotional for me. But it seems like your skill set. Why don't you lead it? <laughs> and so I just went for it. And we ended up leading a breathwork class at Burning Man. About 30 people came. That was my first time teaching. Um, and I just trusted myself and trusted the teachers I'd been training with and listening to. Um, and it was an experience where right when the class started, I could just feel myself drop into a different zone. And then in that moment knew, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. 
um, and came back from Burning Man a month later, left my job, and the rest is history. That's what kind of set me into this path. Oh, wow. I had no idea. That must have been a pretty high degree of like emotional intensity with a breathwork session and Burning Man. People are are kind of testing their limits there and confronting things. And that's, you went right in at the, uh, in the deep end. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. So I used to, I've learned one of my strengths is being able to be really steady and calm during intense moments. Um, and can kind of drop into a peaceful place during those moments. And so Breathwork's a good match for that. <laughs> I learned that that time at Burning Man and then have since um, grateful to share that with folks during these moments too. So as we're going into the holidays, uh, what's your plan? What's your mindset? What's your emotional state? Yeah, <laughs> holidays. Um, I... We are doing it differently this year. So we kind of flipped the holidays. I went home the week before Thanksgiving just to connect with family, be in North Carolina, do the thing. And then we're actually going to Mexico the day after Christmas to be with family again, but not spending any holiday with family this year. Um, And my mindset is a holiday means things will be different. And so I have to be prepared for different. And my best way to prepare for different is breathing and doing my practices and just doubling down. I find holidays, no matter how much breath work I do, will bring things right up to the top, especially with extended periods with family or not with family, no matter where you are. And so just coming back to these practices is really helpful for me then. Mm-hmm. Does your family get into breath work? I mean, will they ask you to lead them through a session? So if you ever come to class on open, you'll see Anne and George, and those are my two parents, and they're in almost every class without me asking. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in fact, I've said you don't have to come to class, but... I think they've found, as they've seen me change using the practice, uh, it's very beneficial for them. And I honestly am shocked. Some of the things they'll call and say to me after a breathwork class, like, I never thought you would have said this to me in our relationship. Um, my mom called me just yesterday and was like, I've been thinking about enmeshment and the expectations I put on you and how I don't want you to ever feel like you have to do things differently. And I'm like, what? Where is this coming from? <laughs> she came through during breathwork. I'm like, well, wow. thank you. Wow. I've been waiting to hear this for 10 years. <laughs> wow. I, I have heard you uh, shout out a mom and dad during class. And okay, it's your actual yeah. mom and dad. So the the things that, that come up that your folks might bring to you, is it real? Is it stuff you that you remember that you yourself have worked through? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We get into it. My family shares a desire for closeness and intimacy, which I'm grateful for. And so the clunkiness of being in any relationship, I find breathwork can help us surface stuff and then have the courage to, to go address it. For me, conflict is not my favorite thing, um, but I find after a breathwork session, there's a intuition and a courage that wasn't there before. And so let's just dive into some stuff that comes up. So the app, uh, it's, um, it is, it's open is the name of the app. I will say, uh, I've I've told people about it and they've searched and they're like, is it the three-way app? And I've said, no. There are several apps called Open or that have Open in their name that are absolutely for three-way relationships or swingers or whatever. And that is a, a perfectly fine life choice, but that is not what we're talking about here. Um, I believe they, they now have, it is now the top thing that comes up when you search Open, which no, is good. And it's not open meditation and it'll come okay up. open meditation it will come up um what, it, what tell us about the app itself yeah so this is 
the baby of open, an incredible piece of technology that came from wanting to keep folks connected during the pandemic. And we thought, how do we take these practices that mean so much to us? And then as much as we can simulate the magic of doing them together, which is practicing community. Um, so we've designed this online experience where you can drop into live classes, connect with folks in the chat, actually take classes with a group of people and then connect afterwards. Um, and then are able to follow folks in the app to track their experience as well. Also tons of 300 plus on-demand pieces of content. So you can't come to live, you've got no excuse to not practice breathwork, Pilates, yoga, meditation, everything from one minute up to 30, 40, 50 minute experiences as well. And it's all just incredible. I'm always shocked by the audio quality. If you put in headphones, it's phenomenal. And truly, I think the best out there, especially in terms of breathwork right now, is the best way to get it. Yeah, it does allow you to do like a communal meditation experience of any kind, but but also it's, there are new daily sessions every day and it's, you know, a rotating cast of instructors who, uh, who are all very interesting. Um, I will say as a user, there is a, a, an instructor with a, a very thick, I guess, French accent, Belgian. I don't know, I can't quite place it. Um, but he will in a breathwork session say, um, cause there is a moment when you're holding, when you do want to like hold on to a bit of tension and kind of focus it up into, uh, your forehead, but it will go, uh, tighten your pelvic floor, tighten your butthole. And, uh, and it's wow. with, with a thick accent like that. Someone telling you to tighten your butthole is just like, I mean, you do sit up and take notice. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a unique experience, but then there's, then there's gentle, uh george who uh is 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 such a, a calming and wonderful teacher and there's also there's pilates and yoga and all sorts that's cruising really cruising yes butthole practice Crucin. yes yep. yeah, yeah 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 it's butthole <laughs> practice where what is his deal where's he from uh norway okay He's okay phenomenal. Was... he makes his he makes his own music yes he does and it's good it's great yeah he's a phenomenal breathwork teacher we were wondering if you could i hate to put you on the spot but could you lead us and the listeners through just a like a mini taster totally yeah let's do it cool so wherever you are just find a comfortable seat if you're driving, you don't want to do this. If you're in water, you don't want to do this. Otherwise, you're good to practice with us and just roll the shoulders back a few times. And let's start with a big inhale in through the nose. Let a big exhale out the mouth. Two more just like that, landing in the place you're in. Exhale, softening your shoulders. One more inhale. This time, hold the breath in at the top. And then let it go, soften the body, comfortable seat. And we're going to do 30 deep breaths in through the nose or in through the mouth. When we breathe this way, imagine breathing deep into your belly, pulling the breath up into your chest, and then let it fall out of the mouth. Here we go. First breath. And keep going about at that pace. You can go a little faster. You can go a little slower. It's going to feel a little uncomfortable at first. We're trying to create a shift in your experience, moving you out of the state you're in now. So focus on landing a big full breath in your low belly. Imagine pulling it up into the chest and then let it just fall out of the mouth. Good. 
all the focus, all the efforts on a big full inhale, pulling that one breath up through your whole body and then let it fall out. Five more. Good, last three breaths, your biggest ones yet. Fill the body up all the way, release it on the exhale. And last one, and take a big breath in. Big breath out, empty the body all the way of breath. And at the bottom on empty, just pause without any breath in your body. Soften the shoulders, quiet the mind. We'll take a big inhale in three, two, one, big breath in. Fill up all the way and then at the top, hold the breath here. We're gonna hold for 20 seconds. So even as you hold the breath, we can find some peace. Soften the shoulders away from the ears. Find one place in your body that feels really comfortable, maybe even pleasurable. And just keep bringing your awareness back to that place. Holding for another five, four, three, two, one, let it go. You can wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers, come back and open your eyes as you're ready. Ooh. Okay, well. So I good. Feel, I'm very glad we did that. That was a perfect reset. Um, there also, we should say, for those who have not subscribed to the app, there is uh, an introductory class every Wednesday that is free at 8 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, we'll we'll tweet out the link and all of that. Um, but there there's a free class. It is with George at the helm, and it's uh, it's great. It's perfect for your Wednesday morning. Yeah, and if you want to come try open for free, you can use my code George thirty, mm -hmm. all caps George thirty for a free month. Excellent. Right. So perfect st virtual stocking stuffer yeah truly i can't recommend it highly enough yeah and we'll we'll see george and hopefully see all of you uh in a george class very soon Love george that. ramsey happy holidays enjoy mexico thank you for everything that you do thank you all thanks for having me Homophilia is a World of Wonder production, produced and edited by Kate Moldenhauer. Special thanks to Randy Barbato, Fenton Bailey, Stephen Sims, Edward Bochniak, and the whole team at World of Wonder. We love you. And theme music by my Ben Wise. Yes, uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HomophiliaPod. You can give us a five-star review uh, on Apple Podcasts. Mm. Thank you for listening. We love you. We love you.